welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Picks Edition. I'm your host, Sarah Reed, and with me as always is... Jacob Kuhn. Welcome, welcome. It has been a while, and we apologize for that. We've had a few scheduling conflicts, but Jacob's been off having a lot of fun, but now he's back, and we're ready to go. Our Patreon supporter for today is John R. John R., thank you so much for supporting All Us Geeks. We really appreciate it. And if anybody would like to support All Us Geeks and all the wonderful things that we do, please check out Patreon and check out our page. Now, since we've had this break and we're also going to change some of the rules, we are going to end the season. So the first half of 2015 has ended and I am very happy to say that I won. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I don't think that really surprised anyone, though. <laughs> um, I didn't win by much. Uh, Jacob was a very good uh, opponent for me, so I won with 36 points to his 32. So I feel this season is going to be a little bit better for me. I, I have a feeling that it will. Um, we are changing the rules, and I think a good way. The field of Kickstarter has changed over this year, and there's been a wider gap between funded and unfunded projects. And so there's not as many unfunded projects that are good and need that boost to move forward. A lot of really good regardless of small or large projects are funding really fast some within two minutes some within you know a couple of days and usually all of that's before we get a chance to record so we're still really looking to help unfunded projects um, when we can find good ones so we're going to do two unfunded projects and two funded projects and now how that changes things is the two unfunded projects that's where we can still do our franchise pick where we can um you know say this is my franchise and if the other person picked it as well i'll still get the points or jacob will still get the points for that matchup now for the two funded projects since they're already funded we won't get a point for funding since that's one of the measures that we use but all the others are still scored the percent funded the most amount funded and then of course most number of backers so um, we're hoping that this will keep us going because there were some points where we couldn't find unfunded projects and so we didn't record and we still want to move forward and point out projects that we feel are good to back you know, and that would be worth your time to check out. And still technically we'll get the most points from our unfunded games yes. too, because of that one extra point per game. So we are looking to find the best unfunded games that are out there on Kickstarter right now. Exactly. So without further ado, we'll get started and I will go first and I will pick this as my franchise pick. And I, I think it's going to be a good one. And that is Rivals Masters of the Deep. Well, I uh, did not pick that one. I saw it. It was one of them, but I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Sarah's picking this one. You know me. So I did not. You know me so well. All right. Well, let's go into Rivals Masters of the Deep. It is a tactical miniatures board game for two to four players set in an underwater realm. I just think that's really cool. I mean, locations, yeah, I mean, you can take them or leave them, but just being underwater seems, I don't know, different to me. And I really like that, that it's different. And so there's four different factions, the Cog, the Nautilus, the Low Clans, and the Ancients. And so it looks really good like a lot of tactical miniature games. They got lots of cool minis. I really like that they've picked really good color schemes. So for me, I don't paint miniatures. I'm terrible. I could probably dip one in a bottle of paint and that's painted, but I don't think that's very good. So for this, they've got each one of them has a really nice color scheme for each faction and they, you know, reflect 
that faction. And the board looks really nice too. So, um, the base pledge is $65. So I get to all the miniatures, the unlock stretch goals. Then the $75 gets you the main haul, which is the main copy of the whole game. It says MSRP is going to be 89 So I think that's a good reduction price there. And, of course, there's the free U.S. shipping Canada, which actually isn't as normal anymore since shipping costs have gone up. So they're looking for 40000 they're at 37,778. So they're really close. And they currently have 447 backers. They launched October 15th. So it's only been up for a couple of days. It's really good. They're going to November 14th. So plenty of time to jump onto that. Okay. Well, up against that, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm debating between two. You know what? I'm just going to go with uh, another project that launched on the same day. This is Cul-de-Sac Conquest. Okay. And it launched on the 15th of October. It finishes on the 14th of November, so the exact same amount of time. Uh, it's currently has about 125 backers. Their funding goal is 10000 and they are just under 1000 away from that. Um, I'm hoping that the lower price point of $20 will will help me uh, get some points from this. But um, basically, Cul-de-Sac Conquest is a card game where you are trying to annoy your neighbors to moving out of the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Everybody has like an annoyance level. And so the cards you're playing can either raise your own personal annoyance level. They could actually knock or raise your annoyance. So I guess there's the annoyance allowance level. And then there's your personal annoyance. So some cards will actually increase your own annoyance, like stubbing your toe because everyone hates that mm-hmm. or getting a speeding ticket or whatever. But then you're also trying to play cards that will annoy the other players. And uh, one of the reasons I chose this was purely because uh, these guys are alumni of a school that I'm an alumni of, uh, University of Florida. So, you know, <laughs> a little gator love there. But uh it also just it seems like a pretty quick take that style game. I'm not huge into take that style, but it seems like it's fast enough where it doesn't matter. You know, you're not playing like an hour and a half like Munchkin can sometimes go. Oh, yeah. It seems much quicker. And some of the things that you're playing will hurt you or help yourself. So you can look to see, you know, what route you want to go upgrading all of your things to make you tolerate more annoyance. Or are you going to go and uh, hurt some other people? Yeah, that sounds good. It sounds interesting. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not a huge take that. So it's definitely a, a break from the norm for me. I'll have to say, I saw that one too. And it's a little close to home. I don't live on a cul-de-sac, but I live on a bend in the road where it get run really close to where the street bends and it gets really crowded. So I, I can <laughs> kind of understand the whole annoyance factor because there's less parking spaces and people are always in your face so yeah i can i can get the humor in there although it does hit a little close to home <laughs> yeah i can totally understand i live in an apartment so it doesn't hit home at all yeah me. well you got different annoyances there <laughs> well yeah it's true <laughs> all right so round two your choice well then that makes it easy for me for my franchise choice my franchise choice will be wolf and hound dang it i should have gone with that first because i picked that so you'll get the points for that and i won't Excellent. Um, it launched on the 6th of October and goes until uh, the 6th of November. Current, They're looking for 10000 and they have uh, 3700 so it's still got a ways to go. 
um, but it's only been live for 11 days. There are 75 backers, and it's $24. Uh, so a pretty good price for a game that's a uh, team game or a partnership game, which is not a normal thing that I wish would happen more often. Agreed. The theme is basically you're attempting to keep your sheep safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have your, your dog to go find the lost sheep and bring them back. And so it seems like a pretty light game. I didn't look into the mechanics too much, but I just like the idea of team games. And since there aren't that many of them, this one looks like a, a pretty cool one. It's a two versus two partnership game. So you're trying to chase away the wolves and protect your sheep. Did I mention the price? I think it was $24. Yeah. I don't know if I said it, but $24. Yeah, I really hope this one funds because you're right. There's not a lot of team games. And the ones that are team games are usually the miniatures. And that's just an option to play the miniature style game. And this one is so different. I mean, it's got the cute standees, I think. Yeah, for the little sheep. Mm-hmm. I find the artwork really cute. It's cute and kind of simple, um, but that's it's not a bad thing. It, it works really well. Yeah, I don't think I can add much more other than I really hope this funds and I hope people will check it out. Yeah, I think this is the exact kind of project that um, this show is, is made for, right. you know, trying to bring some, some news about it out into the world because it looks like a solid game mm-hmm. and uh, it just needs a little bit. Of love. And for some reason, all I can think of is precious moments when I'm describing the art. Yes, that's that's perfect. It is. It's very precious moments, and it, it's very adorable. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, ad- adorable is definitely the word for it. Yeah. All right. So now on to round three. I am going to pick... Uh, so we're on to the funded games, which is yep. a little different now. Uh-huh. I was thinking I could go for some of the big giants, but... This is, again, the, the purpose of this show is to try to bring uh, attention to ones that may not be as big as those giants, but still really good games. And so I'm going to pick Kodama the Tree Spirits. Ah, and I picked that one. Okay, so for our first matchup, which I'm not really surprised, we wash. We won't get points, but that's fine. It's still a really great game for you to check out. So Kodama, and one of the reasons why I'm interested in this is because Daniel Solis, his I guess predecessor game to this is Kigi, and I've been seeing that for a while. I haven't managed to pick it up, and it, well, let me explain. It is a tree building game. You start with a trunk, and you are trying to grow the branches. Now, in Kigi, that's pretty much it. You you get some points for uh, having flower balances on your trees. Now, Kodama takes it a bit farther and makes it a bit more strategic in that you actually have tree spirits that you're trying to keep healthy and provide a good home for them. So there's a few more elements that you have to balance out in your tree, which are flowers, insects, different arrangements of branches to try to make your kodamas happy. The artwork is just simply beautiful. It almost for me, kind of has a zen feeling to it. Like I could play this and not really care if I didn't win because I just grew this beautiful tree. And it's a good price point. $19 will um, get you that in the US. I'm trying to think. Oh, and there's a deluxe copy. Do they have? I think it was, um, no, I think it was like $6 to get it to Germany at least. Okay. 
I, I looked it up and then I forgot. So I'll look it up while you're still talking. Okay. So their their goal was ten thousand eight hundred dollars, and they're already at thirty seven thousand five hundred ninety six. So, like I said, well funded. They're at the three hundred forty five percent funded, and they got one thousand two hundred seventy six backers. The project goes till November twelfth. Um, so you still got plenty of time to check it out. So the deluxe version is really nice. You get some wooden discs, some more cards, some nice uh, sticker sheets for putting on the tokens, which is really nice because the base game comes with just, you know, the cardboard punch outs. Whereas this, the deluxe version comes with the wooden. I always like to point this out. Rado did a run through of it and I always really enjoy watching his run throughs because he's really good at showing you how the game plays. And especially if you're like me and you play most of your games two player, he'll show you how well it plays with two players. So stretch goals. So they've already hit a lot of stretch or a couple stretch goals. They got the thicker cards and there's an extra pack called sprouts. Um, and there, one's coming up. There's new, more cards. One really cute is, oh no, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. They have reached a lot. So one I really love is there's a Kadama Meeple. I'm a huge Meeple fan. Those are really cute. So lots of new cards and better card stock and tokens. So the next one up is that Sprout Pack. Yeah, what I liked about this is that you had the decrees that come out in the different seasons. Mm. And that gives you like a bonus for scoring. And then you're trying to score as much as possible with each new card that you're playing. But you also are scoring one goal every four turns or one objective every four turns. So you're trying to balance out, okay, what card will give me the most points right now, Mm -hmm. but will also set me up to get um, the most points with the objective as well. So sometimes um, leaving a card out there that gives someone more points might be the better option for you. And I kind of like that. Yeah, there's a a very interesting balance of... Yeah, you don't want to leave anything really good out for your opponent, but if there's just a better option for you and scoring points in the different, yeah, the different ways you can score points. And I always like that. I always like games that have many different options for scoring points. So it's not always who figures the puzzle out first, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, the shipping was just $6 okay. to Germany for the um, deluxe or regular. Oh, fantastic. So yeah, that's actually a really good, good deal. Yeah, it's hard to get shipping for $6 to yeah. Germany, so I appreciate that. Definitely. All right, on to... And the art, by the way, is Quanchai Maria. I'm sure I messed his name up, but um, yeah, his art is insanely amazing. Yes, that's one of the first things that drew me. Those little Kodamas are just so cute. Yeah, I, I would love yeah. just like a wallpaper of his art for my computer. That's just so awesome. <laughs> well, maybe that's a future stretch goal. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Well, I um, did go for the big dog. Okay. If you've been on Kickstarter, clearly, uh, since this week, you've seen the project for Scythe mm-hmm. by Stonelayer Games. So that is my next pick. <sighs> All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'm I'm not sighing because it's just the project I'm going to pit up against it. I'm picking the project because I want to, to promote the project, but I am so not going to win any points against Scythe because, well, even if I picked the other big game, which is Sword and Sorcery, it still wouldn't beat Scythe just because it is the juggernaut because Jamie is a juggernaut. So go ahead and talk about Scythe. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I know. This does not need any more promotion, <laughs> but um, I've been a fan of Stonemaier Games since uh, Euphoria, and then I ended up buying Viticulture, which... I like even more than Euphoria. Mm-hmm. 
And then I just play or I just played a demo of Scythe at Essen. Oh, cool! So while I haven't backed yet, I, I will be backing this one as long as I can stick to my guns about my less buying. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Um, so Scythe was launched um, on October thirteenth, and it is only going until November fifth. So it's a short like, three weeks. Yeah. And then uh, it, the funding goal was thirty three thousand, and um, which you know typically that's a, that's a good amount. Mm-hmm. But with the nine thousand one hundred and thirty two, <laughs> and I'm sure if I actually checked it right now, it's actually probably above that. I can tell you, um, it's nine thousand one hundred and fifty six. Yeah. So <laughs> just in the you know half hour we've been talking, it's gone up twenty some backers. It has eight hundred eighty four thousand. 20 and again that's actually 886,094 mm-hmm. because it's gone up. Yeah. And they have three different pledge levels and this is definitely something that Stonemeyer Games does well is they make their games affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, $59 is is an affordable price for a game that has a bunch of miniatures in there and has a lot to offer. But if you want to make it a little bit more deluxe, um there's two more levels that make it slightly more and then even slightly more beyond that. So the 79 comes with 80 custom metal coins and they have different coins for the different factions and they're just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Comes with re- plastic resource containers. And then if you pay another 20, you get all that. Plus the board becomes bigger, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, everything fits in the smaller board with the mechs and everything, but it can get kind of squished. Yes. So 50% bigger hexes, and then it comes with 80 custom metal coins, again, and um, realistic resource tokens anyway. So that's just the different pledges. But what the heck is Scythe? Um, I would not suggest you just back it yeah. without knowing anything about it. Um, it is not a game for everyone, I can tell you that. The art is, again, amazing. Uh-huh. It is by uh, Jacob Rosalski, who is has been doing alternate universe uh, alternate universe art i don't know if that's what it's called yeah something like that but takes place in world war one or two time in um eastern europe or world war one yeah and every uh, main character has like a, a companion so an animal companion and then there are these mechs that are just roaming the world and so you have this classic looking painting and then Once you actually pay attention to it and you look in the background and then there are like three giant mechs Mm -hmm. just sitting in the back. You're like, oh, um, what? (laughs) What the heck? So that's really cool. So artwork's great. But again, not the reason to back this game. No. This game is kind of a a resource uh, collection, but not really collecting it. Uh, Resource use. Battle game. (sighs) Jamie has said that it's like Agricola meets Kemet. Yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily are, agree with that. Or was, no, Terra Mystica meets Kemet or something like that. But it's it's a 4X game. So you're exploring, you're expanding, you're exploiting, and you're exterminating. Although not as much on the exterminating. Right. There's It's not 
that at all. Like in our demo of an hour, none of us fought each other. Yeah, that's why most people are really calling it more like a 3X game because it definitely has the other ones. You're exploring, you are expanding and you're exploiting the ground, the you know, the world around you. From what I saw of the video, it it still has these goals that you're trying to meet, these objectives and I can't remember how many there were, but I believe you win by whoever gets all of them first or so- was it some of them? There are different ways that you can score basically a victory point. Yeah. And it's similar to Euphoria where there's a race to put out so many victory points. Mm-hmm. And you can get the victory points in a wide range of ways. And none of them are, oh, you got it there. I can't get that same one now. Right. Uh, so like one of them is, I think, getting out all four of your mechs. Yeah. And another one might be recruiting all of your workers or something like that. Uh, completing an objective that you get two objectives at the beginning of the game will give you a point. So there's a lot of different ways to get the points. Popularity is actually one of them because you're different factions trying to basically take over. Mm-hmm. And while there isn't a ton of exterminating, you can fight and it does set people back yeah. when you fight. And the fighting is definitely a Kemet style um, where you look at your total army strength, but then you're playing a card that will add strength to it. And you don't know what that card is until you both reveal them. So I like that system a lot because you do know it's you have partial information. Right. So uh, I really like that one. I think it's going to be a good game. And I think people should check it out, even though, I mean, it really does not need this. Yeah. If it's something you like, one thing Stonemeyer does is they make the Kickstarters backers uh, happy because... Yeah you're getting so much more that if you bought it separately, it would probably cost $150. Yep. And I have to say that if you like the game, I mean, because you really, this is a heavy game, so you really need to know that you're going to like to play it. It's going to be beautiful. Like you said, the artwork, Jamie is well known for his high quality components. So all those upgraded packs, the realistic resources, the coins, I have the coins for Viticulture and they're fantastic. Yeah. The other thing I'd, I really want to point out because I've been a little upset at some of the other miniature style games recently do a very poor job with their female characters. And and I understand that most of those miniature projects are targeting men and so they want eye candy. But when you're a female trying to get into some of those games, it's off-putting to say the least that you have to go into battle with a half-clothed, half-naked, whatever way you want to put it, female character that isn't actually even in a battle stance. So this is not that at all. In fact, I'm really happy to see that of the five figures, three of them are female and they're all fully appropriately closed. I mean, this looks like it's it's a winter cold environment. Sorry, it's a very cold environment. So everyone is dressed in heavy, warm clothing because you, yeah. you can be kick ass in full clothing. I, I don't know. That's a topic for another discussion, but I do want to point that out for anybody backing and wanting to make sure that they have appropriate female characters. There's three to choose from and they're all really awesome. Yeah, and the animal companions that they're standing with, I mean, you know, the women even have some some amazing, I think, probably the second and third coolest animals uh, companions. Yeah. I love Mox, the giant ox. I just think that one's awesome, so that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, you know, the bear and the tiger are just amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to pit something up against this that won't win me any points, but, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going with, and I might not pronounce this right, Covalence, a molecule building game. 
That'd be covalent. Covalent. See, I'm not a chemistry person. Uh, I taught science, so it's okay. Okay, so say so the reason I know. Say it one more time for me. Covalent. Covalence. Okay, so I can put the emphasis in the right place. So Genius Games, the guy John Coveu, I think is how you pronounce his last name, has been doing a series of well, chemistry based games. And while like I've said, I'm not a chemistry person, I think it's fantastic that he's been successful with this series of fun and educational games and he's putting these out i mean i don't know how much it's really focused on educating but if you've got that you're building molecules there's education in there regardless of you know how much fun it is um but why i like this one um is it's cooperative and i i love cooperative games and especially with a topic that i'm not familiar with this would be one i'd actually give a try it's still only two to four players so it's not like a big cooperative game but you know that's a good solid standard there and you're trying to deduce the structure of secret molecules from clues that are given and it's a very affordable game one copy is 19 dollars Free shipping in the U.S. It's a little pricey elsewhere, so it doesn't have the best shipping contract. It's $9 for Canada and 12 for the rest of the world. And for it being a smaller game, that's not great. But he does have pledge levels for two copies. There's a pledge level you can get his other co- other games with it. There is a six-copy pack and a 10-copy pack. So for those who are, you know... Not in the United States. You could do a higher pledge level to get more copies um, and go in with people. So he was looking for 7500 which is pretty standard for a small card game. And he's already at 20125 And they're going till November 4th, so um, not as long. But you still got a lot of time to get in on there and um, check it out. If you haven't seen his other games, this is a good opportunity to get in and check out those um, the other science-based games that he's uh, done. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not teaching incorrect science, <laughs> I hope not. it's teaching. Yeah. You know? I mean, it doesn't matter how much it is. If you can make it even just somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. I think that's a win. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, you know, I didn't do any shout-outs. Uh, did you? I have one. Um, and that's World's Fair 1893. Good choice. It's almost, it's got 11 days left, so you'll have time to back it if it sounds interesting. Uh, it was launched on September 29th. They're, it's funded 300%, mm-hmm. $29 for the pledge. And everything I've heard about this game is that it's really good. Yeah. Shipping outside of the U.S. is not bad at all. It's not great, but it's not bad. And um, you can also do like double pledges so that the shipping becomes a little cheaper as well. So you get a little discount, but it just seems the theme is great. I think World's Fair, you know, sometimes I wonder why I, I understand why we don't have them now because of the Internet. But like why it wasn't around even just before the yeah. the Internet was really big. Um, it's just always been something that I think I would have loved to have gone had, had I gone to had I been alive back then. Right. So yeah, I think it's just a neat game. I don't, I can't describe it super well. So I'm basically going to say people should check it out. Well, I, I can say because I'm backing this one because I'm super oh. excited about it. It is a Euro style game. Um, you are trying to put out your exhibits. Um, but there is a comp, it is kind of a, a, a small area control because there's only like six different areas because it's the different fields that they had. So there's manufacturing. There's the arts, there's agriculture, uh, transportation. I know I'm missing one, but yeah, so you, you, I can't remember how many rounds it is, but you're going through trying to get your exhibits on display, but it is a vote. There's a voting type, uh, not voting, but it's area control. Three rounds. 
and you're going through, you know, again, Euro game trying to score points. The board is really cool because it has this huge Ferris wheel in the middle and that tracks the round and the progress that is made going through it. So it, it, it's got a good theme. There's a light area control, but that's not the only way to earn points. You can have influential people that support you and you still got those main exhibit ones plus it is still like you know carnival type atmosphere so there's the midway so you could just make money on the midway yeah and the biggest reason i chose to do a shout out for this game is it's done by foxtrot Mm -hmm. games which also did lanterns and while i haven't played lanterns yet i do own it now finally nice but randy hoyt is the guy who runs that and he's just a a stand-up guy and so anytime a good person puts out a good game i like to to make sure people know about it. Yep. And I'd like to say one other thing about this game, which there he's doing differently. There are no stretch goals. The game is the best that they can and want to make it, but they're doing a voting system, though unfortunately at this point, you I think most people have missed out if you haven't backed already. But they're involving the backers in the selection of some of the exhibits that will be in the game. And I find that really fun and a great way to engage people and get them involved because then I can say when I play the game, oh, I voted for this card and it made it into the game. So it's yeah, a way to involve people. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen a lot of projects not do stretch goals. And I think if the price is right and if you make it a good enough deal mm-hmm. to encourage me to buy it on basically on pre-order because that's essentially what it is then. Yeah then that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like you don't have to put extra crap in there to get me to want to buy it. Right. If it's a good price, like, I mean, $29 and I think it's free shipping in the U S I think right? yeah, it is free Not shipping. Maybe. Okay. Then I know in the store, it's probably going to be $40. Yep. They say they're the retails 39. So you're saving 10 bucks. Yeah. If you're in the U S you get free shipping. Yeah. Like you said, the shipping's not great elsewhere, but you, you can get it probably before everyone else. I don't know. Sometimes that works out. Yeah. And saving 10 bucks is saving 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll gladly do that. Yep. And you're giving your money to the company so that they can do more as opposed to, um, for example, giving it to like Cool Stuff Inc., which I support them. I yeah. buy stuff from them too. But you know that money is going straight to a publisher so they can publish more games. Yep. Yep. All right. And that's that's my rant about <laughs> buying games apparently. <laughs> No, I completely agree having my game put on Kickstarter and being a part of the behind the scenes. I mean, we we did a business partner, uh, our friend Ben, for Project Dreamscape, and I got to see the behind the scenes. And yeah, a lot more of the money will go straight to, you know, the people making it than if you get it retail. Now, now, granted, you know, these no, you still need the retail part, but it is very helpful to then still be able to do that retail um, release later. But yeah. And and by the way, did I just see something about your project being shipped or shipping soon yeah, or something I, I was like that? Pr- I was probably going to wait till next time so I could actually give more people information. But yes, after a real... Oh, I'm stealing your thunder. It's okay because I am <laughs> super excited. Project Dreamscape is at Ship Naked. They received it as of this recording yesterday. So probably by the time this airs, it will start shipping out, hopefully to backers. Um, and then after that, it's then hoping it gets into retail pretty quick. I've been told it should be also available on Amazon for those who don't have local stores who are able to order it. But I don't know positive, but I will provide more information because this is super exciting for me and my husband. This is our first game that um, is being 
widely published. We we put one game on the Game Crafter, but it wasn't well, it wasn't very good. But that's okay. It was a start. Everybody needs a start. And so yes, this is all very, very, very exciting. Cool. I'm looking forward to getting that. Thank you. I, I'm super excited to hear what people say. I mean, part of me is like, oh no, everybody's gonna hate it. And then I'm like, wait, people have played it, so not everybody hates it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, it looks like a good game, and that's got to be something. I mean, once you get your hands on your copy and yeah. all that, it's just got to be super exciting for you. Oh yeah, that's that's the whole thing. That it's almost really real. I mean, of course, it's been real the whole time, but yeah, to be able to finally get a final production copy in my hands, that yeah, is I can't. I don't even have words for it. It's just super exciting. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm glad that we're back and hopefully we can keep the ball rolling and keep this regular with the new rules. Um, you know, let us know what you think uh, of this. You can find me on Twitter at Eurogamergirl. Jacob? I'm at Jacob J. Coon and that's like raccoon. Yeah. So let us know what you think of the new rules and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it and we will see you next time. So thanks for listening. Go out there and back some winners. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Who, What, Why, a game design podcast a podcast that talks about the ins and outs of game design with game designers. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.